Welcome to Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, God is one. Amen. It's difficult to believe for me that we are already at the fourth and final Sunday in Advent. How did we get here so quickly? Maybe that's a commentary on the nature of time. It seems when you're at one end looking forward to something in the distant future that it's going to, you know, you're going to feel every moment between now and then, and it can seem like an eternity away. But then once the moment is imminent right upon you, you look back and realize that was no time at all. I think that's what all of our lives are like, and maybe from someone's perspective on the world and its history, that's what the entire history and story of the world will be like when we finally come to its end. As St. Paul said, for the Lord, one day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. And that's uh, something that we can probably relate to at uh, certain points in our life. And today on this final Sunday of Advent, we look back to see how we got here. On the first Sunday, we read about Jesus entering into Jerusalem, uh, an advent, actually, his coming, his arrival to the city. And we looked at how that arrival was uh, something that was uh, an image of his final coming at the end of time. We talked about making a plan for advent, uh, finding ways to... um, prepare ourselves for Christ's coming. We looked at the second Sunday of Advent at the signs that would be preceding the coming of Christ. We recalled how that was actually in the context of his coming to Jerusalem. It was not long after that Jesus was giving the discourse about the fig tree and about the signs and and what to expect. And he was talking about his arrival as something that you need to recognize for what it is by being in tune with uh, the reality of his story, his purposes. It was something that Jerusalem was not prepared for, and Jesus wept over that reality before entering into the city, and then he described how when he comes again in glory, you really need to be prepared for that. And then last Sunday, we rejoiced to hear about John sending his disciples to Jesus to... uh, gain the affirmation that he is the one that we're expecting. And uh, Father taught us from that passage, among other things, that it's what we do that makes us who we are. Not just what we say we're going to do, but what we actually do. What our actions um, demonstrate to the world is what our heart is in reality. And that theme kind of continues this morning. The theme of who we are. We hear in the gospel this morning that from Jerusalem all the way out past the Jordan River, um, the teachers and leaders of the law sent people to ask John, who was gathering huge crowds to him for the baptism that he was doing, they sent to ask him who he was. What do you say of yourself? Who are you? And he said something, he he sent his own disciples to ask that of Jesus. 
and Jesus said, look what I do. And so John kind of does the same thing to those sent to ask him who he is. What am I doing? That's who I am. They said, are you um, Isaiah? Are you Elijah? Are, Are you that prophet? Who are you and why are you doing what you're doing? And he said, I am doing what I am doing that is baptizing with water because I am the one that Isaiah said would prepare the way of the Lord in the desert. He said, the one who comes after me for whose way I am preparing baptizes with fire. He baptizes you ontologically. (laughs) What I am doing is just washing away some sins so that you are prepared to receive him who can transform your entire existence. St. John is the archetype of he who prepares the way for the Lord. Isaiah's words were in the context of preparing the people of Jerusalem to receive the Lord. There had been a long history by the, the time Isaiah's words were penned of Jerusalem having decent and then not so decent kings and leaders, of there being good and bad priests in the temple, of people behaving the way they ought to and not behaving the way they ought to. And by the time Isaiah penned those words, it was leaning more toward bad than good. (laughs) There was warfare. There was exile. There was the abandonment of the temple from God. There were all kinds of questions that the people could have about their own existence. Who are we without God? Who are we? And this voice proclaims to Isaiah, write this down. There is a voice in the wilderness saying, prepare the way of the Lord. Or you could also say there is a voice saying, in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. It's arguable, but that's the, the, the better interpretation in the book of Isaiah, that it's not just a voice in the wilderness saying, prepare the way, but it's actually a voice saying, prepare a way in the wilderness. Why? Prepare a way for what? And what does the wilderness have to do with it? Jerusalem is often talked about being made a desolate place when it is not worshiping God, when the king is wicked, when the priests aren't doing their job, and when the people have turned away. Jerusalem is talked about as being a desert. It's surrounded by a desert on, on a lot of sides. And in the Jordan where, Jesus, uh, where John this morning is calling the people out to, to be baptized and wash away their sins, it is a desert place. And a desert is not a home. It's, it's a place of, um, it's a place outside the home. It's beyond the home. There's nothing wrong with hills and valleys and rough places. God has made a, a varied creation and it's beautiful in its own way. But a desert is not a home. There are places for deserts, but then there's a place for being at home. And what John is talking about is making a home, in Isaiah before him, making a home for God. John is going into the literal desert, but what he's calling the people to is to transform their own hearts, which had been turned into deserts and were no longer homes. If we learn anything from this final Sunday of Advent, 
It's that our hearts are meant to be homes and not deserts. How can we turn our hearts into homes for God instead of deserts? What is this preparation that John is calling us to? Well, he says what to do. He describes his vocation using the words of Isaiah. Every mountain will be made low. Every valley will be filled in. The crooked things will be made straight. And the rough places will be made level and smooth. So what do all those things mean for us? First of all, why would you want to do that? Again, not because in and of themselves, in their proper places, those things are bad in nature, but in our hearts, which are supposed to be homes, they're not good. In order to build a temple of God, even the temple in Jerusalem, rough places had to be smoothed out so that a foundation could be laid. Things that were crooked had to be filled in and made straight. Divots and valleys had to be raised up. And places that were too high had to be brought down so that a firm, level place for a foundation and a home could be made for God. And that is what we are called to do with our own hearts. The things that are in our hearts that are mountains are places where we have too much pride, where we're haughty, where we have too much confidence in ourselves, and where we uh, have a higher estimation of ourselves than we ought to have. The sin of pride is our high places in our hearts. They are the mountains that need to be brought low and humbled. The low places in our hearts are places where we despair and lose hope, where we are down on ourselves uh, in, a, in a way that, is, uh, that makes it difficult for us to love others as we love ourselves. That's the, the golden rule that Jesus gives us. But how can we love others if we don't have proper love for ourselves, if we don't recognize our own dignity as created human beings, as more than that, adopted sons and daughters of God? The low places in our hearts are where we lack trust and faith in God to build us up, to love us. It's the places where despair is there in an unjustified way. We should never despair of uh, God working in us. So fill in those low places by gaining trust in God. The crooked places in our hearts are where our desires, our passions have been uh, moved in the wrong direction. It's where we are not aimed and pointed at God. It's where uh, we have unruly passions and desires, things that uh, want the good but in the wrong way, or want the good at the wrong time. They are the places where we don't put first things first and second things second, but we reverse them. The way that we fix those things is by looking to God and ordering our life well so that we have a regular prayer rule, so that we read the scriptures on a regular basis, that we fast in times of fasting, and importantly, feast in times of feasting. That's how we set those crooked things in our hearts straight. And then the rough places, 
Well, these are places that are just um, not prepared for God in the fullest way possible. In essence, all of those things, the high places, the low places, the crooked places, they can all be rough. We have a lot of rough edges. And sometimes roughness isn't evil. <laughs> it's not the sin of pride, or it, it's not uh, as serious as the sin of despair, nor is it something that's completely aimed in the wrong direction, but maybe it's just that we haven't really learned how to pray as good as we could. It's really just the parts of our hearts that are potentially on the right track, but not quite what they could be. All of our hearts have all of these features to varying degrees. No two hearts are the same, just like no two wildernesses are the same. But it's our job to, again, know who we are. Know who we are. Just like John knew who he was when those men came from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? He said, look at what I'm doing. He knew who he was. When John from prison sent his disciples to Jesus so that they could ask Jesus, who are you? Jesus said, look what I'm doing. He knew who he was. Do we know who we are? Do we know the features of our wilderness that need to be straightened, brought down, filled up, smoothed over, so that we have in our hearts a proper home, the foundation for God to build his temple in our hearts. That's our calling this final Sunday of Advent as the celebration of Christ coming into this world is so imminent. Are our hearts ready yet? The season has gone by quickly. I wouldn't blame anyone for letting it have gotten by them without making those real heart preparations that we need to be making. But here's our calling. Here's the voice crying out <laughs> on this fourth Sunday. Don't miss it. Know yourself. Know what needs to be done in your heart so that it is a proper home to receive Christ when he comes. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, God is one. Amen. Talks at Advent. Homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia.